Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 91 of Eddie and Caleb Zerocast. My name is Caleb Baldwin, and you can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb, and then another B at the end. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Check out our Instagram account, EC HeroCast. Check out our Gmail account, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. And as always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Of course, I say that because on the recording date of Tuesday, December 14, our season finale has not yet aired. But by the time this comes out on December 29th, uh, post-Christmas, pre-New Year's, uh, post Kwanzaa, post Han- post Hanukkah, post post every holiday basically. Um, that season finale will have already aired, so be ready to check out season three in February. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a great time for sure. And we may we may try to get uh, a guest on there again. <gasps> Eddie is available. What was that? I thought you were about to ask. Well, I mean, you know, the the, the invitation's pretty much always been open. All right, I'll find an episode in season three. Okay, all right. Oh, you should you should watch the uh, the episode where Pentagon faces the Black Lotus Triad. I want one where there's a murder. Um, that's several. Okay. Do they uh, poop themselves when they die? Uh, probably not. Okay. Well, then I'll probably hate it. Yes, fair enough. Uh, today, folks. <laughs> I hope people listen to all the episodes to get that joke. Yes, exactly, exactly. We are talking about a classic. This was nominated for Oscars for Golden Globes. We are talking about Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Yep. So it opens up in... (laughs) Based on the novel Precious by Sapphire. Yes, it stars a. I, mean, I, mean, I can't it's, lie; I don't know anything about the movie. Precious. It's, uh, it's Chris Evans as a heavyset African American girl. Hmm. Well, that's problematic. Yeah, it would be. It would be for sure. Yeah. But he would leave, not be. The listen, person. leave he the blackface to Justin look, Trudeau, okay? Leave say, it to the professional. Come on, yeah, leave it to Trudeau. Leave it to Robert Downey Jr. Like. You know, there's one Avenger that does blackface, and it's not you, Chris Evans. Come on. Well, Robert Downey... um, Was doing it ironically. He he did it for the craft. Uh, Justin Trudeau did it a shocking amount of times. Yes, yes. But it was in college. He didn't know any better. Yeah, no one knows any better at the ages of 18 to 22 that blackface is not necessarily a good look. Exactly. He gets a pass. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I know someone who did blackface once. I mean, not closely, and we're not friends. So, like, I could, I could do some serious damage to their reputation. But you know, no, I'm not that kind of guy. Don't do that. I'm not going to. But I'm saying I could. Besides, he could still grow up and be a prime minister. So she, she, oh, she could grow up and be a prime minister. Uh, I think it's prime ministress, but either way, I don't know about that, but. I think it is. Pronouns, pal. Well, Justin loves those. People kind. Hey, guys, this movie came out on February 6, 2009. Eddie, first off, do you have any history with this movie? No, I don't. Um, I do remember the trailer for it, and I do remember thinking maybe I'll see it, and then I never did. So. Uh, that's funny because... Let me ask you, are you familiar with the um, the free weekend of HBO? Of course. <laughs> this is one that I saw 15 minutes of during a free weekend of HBO. And in those 15 minutes, I was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe I'll like, we'll DVR it and I'll check it out later. And then I never got around to it. Mm. Yeah. So that's the, that's the impression that those 15 minutes left on me. It's like, oh, hey, it's it's Chris Evans and Dakota Fanning. That's cool whatever yeah i used to before i had hbo i enjoyed the free weekends i would just load up the dvr on those and i feel like the last free weekend i had before i actually got hbo was the series premiere of game of thrones they were very clever 
they'll do a free weekend on that. And, yeah, I just remember watching that because there was all this hype about it. And then the dude's banging his sister and pushes the uh, eventual king out the window. <laughs> Who knew that well, that's how the show would end? Spoilers. Yeah, what a what a letdown. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, were you were you taking classes at Otterbein in February of two thousand nine? What was going on then for you, pal? Ah, well, in the spring or sorry, winter quarter of oh uh, nine was my first time taking a broadcasting class, and right. we got to finally I got to finally do. Uh, a Monday night sports radio show. It was about me and I don't know. I eventually started my own. It was on like a Thursday afternoon, but the main one was on a Monday evening, like eight to 10. And let me think there was probably about five or six of us that would kind of like rotate in and out. Uh, just depending. One of them actually is, uh, the sideline reporter for the Columbus crew now, Brett Hiltbrand. So shout out to him. Another guy is a, uh, you won't know him, but he's like he does a lot of camera work. He was actually uh, on, according to his Instagram, he just did a Indiana Pacers game. So name him. Uh, well, no one knows cameraman. <laughs> uh, sure, man, I know my fair share. Try me. Well, his, uh, say his name is Aaron. Aaron. Not Come on. Aaron. I don't want to put him out on there. You don't, you're not gonna dox him. Come nah, on. I can't do it. You're not doxing him. No one's going to be like, ah, this guy's canceled. Well, no, he wouldn't be canceled. Do it. No, I can't. I will say this. I'll give you Maybe. a little, I'll give you this. I'll give you this about Aaron. He yeah. got to do the um, Bishop Sycamore game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He told me about that. He said, man, he was. No, he didn't. You don't yeah. know him. Aaron's my guy. What are you talking about, man? All right. Aaron are boys, dude. Anyway, the uh, well, the Eddie, ro- I let you know you're really good at yes and for what it's worth. I know you're amazing at uh, yes and. I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's some it. some 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 fine people came out of that. I was not one of them, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Very uh, fine people. Mm-hmm. Some very fine people on both sides came out of that <laughs> sports uh, sports show that we that we did and. Uh, yeah. I will say this. Uh, keep this in mind for when we do a time capsule of like late spring of next year. Just keep this in mind. This was how I always envisioned doing sports talk was because it was me, like I said, a few friends, and we would just talk sports. We would talk any of the teams. Like, you know how ESPN, no matter what, will always lead off with the Cowboys. Win or lose, no matter if they're good or not. It's like, oh, well, the Cowboys improved to 5-4. and four. Are they now turning the corner? Like, no, they're a 500 team. They suck. But, yeah, I mean, not this year, but, like, n- normal years, they'll do that. And not that we wouldn't talk about other teams, but, like, like the Lakers with Kobe were really good then, or the Cavs with LeBron. But, I mean... We talked about other teams, and it was nice and refreshing. And I always picture that that's how, like, if we were talking college football, it's like you talk about teams other than Ohio State. It was it's pretty nice, but just just keep that in mind for about a year or so from now, and um, you'll see how it all kind of came crashing down on me, <laughs> sort of. Came, came crashing down and hurt inside, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a shame. Well, I am interested for what it's worth. Uh, one guy, tuned. one guy I have heard nothing of. I had to look up this guy. I'd never heard of this guy before. The director of Push, Paul McGugan. That's what I wrote down. That's how I'm pronouncing it. M C G U I G A N McGugan. All right. I mean. I don't think he has a strong filmography. I'd have to take a look here. I literally, like I said, never heard of him before. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Paul McGugan. Come on, I pal. Thought, I thought you were going to announce something big that he did. Uh, upcoming projects. Two episodes of Big Sky. No. That's like the poor man's Yellowstone. No. <laughs> that's what I hear, yeah. Dude, isn't Jinder Mahal in Big Sky? 
I have no idea. I watched the rich man's Yellowstone. Rich man, uh, Yellowstone. I I swear I saw that somewhere like Jinder Mahal had like a small role in a couple episodes of Big Sky. (laughs) I don't know how many people who are Indian live in Montana. Maybe I'd be surprised. Native American Indian, but not like India. Yeah, like East Indian. I know what you mean. Uh, Wow. This guy has like no filmography. Lucky number 11. Um, hell of a name, by the way. Snow Patrol, Signal Fire. That's a, that's a music video. Hmm. Oh, good stuff. Uh, other than that, it's a bunch of TV episodes. Um, okay, let's get into the... We're in the time capsule still, pardon me. The number one song here what, in the... What were you doing this time? Just more dude, school? Dude, I was like 14. <laughs> like... Oh. Just, just being a fourteen-year-old. Don't be doing anything until the driver's license. Nope, and even then, hardly anything, because I live in the middle of nowhere. I don't live in Columbus, Ohio, pal. True. Yeah. Uh, number one song here, "Just Dance" by Lady Gaga. What a song, dude! Oh man, that's a that's a good one. It's a bop, dude, for real. Like, I'm not being sarcastic at all when I say that. I love that song. By the way, she is great in uh, House of Gucci. I don't know if House I mentioned that last week. You did not, I don't think. Yeah. How was Jared Leto, by the way? Jared Leto was really good too. It's okay. uh it's just it's just strange that he and the Joker didn't work out. It just feels like it should have. Yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, he was good. Adam Driver was good. Uh it's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. But she mm-hmm. was probably the the standout. Okay. Well, you champions in wrestling at the time, and this was in February, February 6, 2009, so just before the No Way Out pay-per-view, the last No Way Out pay-per-view, you had the World Heavyweight Champion on Monday at Raw, John Cena, the ECW Champion, Jack Swagger, hell of a name, by the way, Oklahoma's own, Mm -hmm. Uh, the WWE Champion on SmackDown for a short little while extra, Edge, this was... uh, um. When Jeff, this was after Jeff Hardy's transitional one run as WWE champion, and before they, I don't know if you're familiar with the title uh, lineage in 2009, but it got really messy around WrestleMania season. No, 09 was uh was not doing too much with the wrestling. Good. I do cool. remember this. Uh, yeah. We had breaking news on the uh, sports show that I did, and because I watched wrestling, I currently didn't, but mm-hmm. I thought it'd be funny, and it was it was the, um, you'll probably remember, it was when WWE, or uh, not WWE, it was when uh, the Denver Nuggets double-booked their arena for the Nuggets-Lakers <laughs> playoff game and Raw, and then Raw switched to the Staples Center, now the crypto Bitcoin arena, whatever the hell it is. Crypto.com arena, and please yeah. don't get about that yeah i don't dot com in the arena names are terrible no, no you're not wrong but anyone who wants to get uppity about it it's like you know the origin the arena before was named after a, uh, an office supply store yeah but it sounds cool staples it uh, does but it's not anything special no is what I- you're right but uh but yeah that's that was uh it was like breaking news on air and i brought it up and yeah we all had a good laugh at that yeah. Then they did the big five on five. Yeah. Batista came out in a Kobe jersey or whatever. Yeah, the faces all wore Lakers jerseys and the heels wore Nuggets jerseys. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, man. They had a whole segment with a guy dressed up like Stan Kroenke because he owned the Nuggets at the time. Um, probably well, still does that yeah. matter. I mean, hey, it's – look – it was it's it's all on the nuggets. You got to be smarter than that. You got to anticipate as a, as a possibility, and they did not. Yeah, exactly. I would agree. I would agree. Okay. Oh, also the TNA World Heavyweight Champion for the not the last time, no, uh, for one of the last runs he would have. Sting still and in Ring of Honor, nearly done with his epic title run nigel mcginnis roh world champion uh r.i.p to roh now now gone forever so i was gonna say man all the way back from when i watched nigel mcginnis's first match in ring of honor with chet the jet (laughs) jablonski and now it's uh it's maybe dead sad yeah 
What a I run. Mean, it may as well be dead. John Gresham's their champion. But, uh, hey, oh, God. He's him. good. I'm just kidding. I have nothing against him. I've never seen him wrestle before. He's real good. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Apparently, he's 5'4", and Anthony Agogo made a big deal of that. But, whatever. Enough uh, enough, enough wrestling talk. Wrestling's lame. Um, the budget on this movie was $38 million, and the box office was 489 so this had a profit line of ten point nine million dollars. So we got a we got a moneymaker for the first time since uh, the Dark Knight, for what it's worth. Yeah, but barely. Probably yeah. uh, lost money when you consider the marketing, but or mm-hmm. broke even or. But yeah, it's fourteen point one million in inflation. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to update to twenty twenty two here soon. Yes. Um, it puts it right below Electra, which is not good when you're losing out to her. And uh, right above Shadow, which is probably better when you're losing out to old uh, Alec Baldwin, the murderer. The Shadow. Oh, I thought you... Wait. The Shadow. Is that the... Uh... That was with which Alec Baldwin. The... He was... Which, which, the, which one is the one with Billy Zane? That was uh, the Phantom. The Phantom. Okay, yeah. Pardon me. The Phantom was much cooler than the, than the Shadow. Yeah. Well, Alec Baldwin is like a real-life Shadow now. Hey, oh, this guy. What was with that excuse that he gave? Like, I didn't pull the trigger. Like, I don't know. I didn't well, who the hell did? I'm not giving <laughs> that the time of day. I'm not. I, I had to investigate this. I'm like, wait a minute. He's yeah. pointing a gun. He's, what, it reminded me of that what if episode where, like, uh, what's his face uh, shrinks down to the ant size and, like, shoots Hawkeye's arrow. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> and Hawkeye's like, I didn't do it. So maybe oh, yeah. Maybe that's yeah, what happened uh, to Alec Baldwin. Hank yeah, Hank Pym got him. Yeah, Hank Pym. No, Mike, Michael Douglas got him. Yeah, Michael Douglas. Maybe Michael Douglas did it to Alec Baldwin. They seem like they... They seem like two Hollywood royalty guys that probably don't like each other for whatever reason. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Hey, what was the uh, critical um, and fan rating of this? What, what's going on there? Well, one good. <laughs> Critics, I figured. Uh, 23%. Fans, a little more nicer, but uh, 42. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's been a rough three weeks. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, it's uh, 08, or sorry, 09 is, is, is no 08. Closer to like an 06 or an 07. Yeah, and it's uh, it's only going to go downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we, will, we will expand on that later. Um, yeah. <laughs> with that we'll get into the cast uh this guy he was in constantine i believe he's in thor the dark world if i'm not mistaken am i correct in that um i don't know i don't know who you're talking about <laughs> oh come on okay uh here is his name as mispronounced by me digimon hansal digimon yes i know 100 percent his first name is definitely not pronounced Digimon. I'll give you a hint as far as what movie he's in. There's a yeah. gif. There's a gif of him going, who? Uh, I'm blanking. Guardians. Oh, really? He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you don't remember that gif where it's like, it's him and he's just saying who, and he's like Star Lord. Oh. Man, I don't know why I don't remember that. That's weird. Just type in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Who, and he's like a famous gif. And his name is not Digital Monsters in Japanese. (laughs) I said said Digimon, sir. Did you watch Digimon? No. Oh, I did. I liked it. I'm not ashamed. Too young for that. Too young for that. I was uh, the right age of high school. (laughs) Oh, wow. He was in Shazam? Yeah. Shazam. Dude, dude, he's in so many hero movies. Like, just real quick. Shazam, Captain Marvel, same character. Any of these Marvel movies I mentioned, he's playing the same character. Aquaman. um, Let's see. Not a Marvel movie. Well, it's a hero movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Guardians of the Galaxy, pardon me. Of course. um, It was in a Black Panther TV miniseries in the year 2010. Of course, Mm -hmm. Push. And Constant, yeah, Constantine, as well. Hmm. 
So several appearances from him. Uh, he's he's going to try and make a run at uh, Samuel L. Jackson, but uh, I don't think anyone's going to top him for number no. of appearances. He might be second. Maybe. Probably not. That'll probably be uh, someone we'll get to later on this list. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, what'd you think of him as Agent Henry Carver? Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought he was pretty cool. I, I liked, uh, I liked the first appearance when he had the hood on. I thought that was kind of badass. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, he was, uh, he was pretty good as like the main villain. Okay. Okay. I see you. Yeah. See you. Um, the rest of this, the, these three people I'm going to mention and one of them. He's not doing so well. His, his batting average is pretty low so far. I'm not going to lie to you. But we'll get to him later. Uh, Camilla Camilla Bell as Kira Hudson slash Hollis. There's like nothing to her. She was hot. But yeah, that's that's it. But yeah, you're right. I, um, I felt no chemistry with her in our lead. I felt uh, a negative amount of chemistry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh... Nah, didn't didn't do it for me. Nope, nope. <sighs> Dakota Fanning as Cassie Holmes. I feel like they told her to just turn up the annoying to eleven. Yeah, not. Uh, I don't know. It was. It's, it's she's acting like a child, but she's just a little too old to be doing the, to act the way she was acting. If that makes sense to you. It does. It does. Yeah, she was like a. Um, how old was she when they filmed this, if you can check? Well, the character was 13. That's right. But yeah, she felt like she was like 9. Yeah, she acted like that. But Yeah. No, you're you're like three years away from a driver's license. What are you doing? So she would have been 15 when this came out, so probably 14 when it got filmed. All right. Yeah, I, she could pass for 13, but uh, yeah. yeah, she definitely acted like 8 or 9 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, like- uh, the drunk scene was really cringy. It was, dude. It was cringe for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, next up, and so far, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say it. He's over three, man. Uh, Chris <laughs> Evans is Nick Gant. He, he's he, not good. Yeah, he might want to rethink this whole superhero thing. It's just not working out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say I hope he gets a chance at redemption, but I, I, I don't know. I'd probably take John Krasinski before I took him does make you wonder, what did they see in him that they thought that they would give him a massive role in the Avengers series? Because it sure as hell isn't from any other superhero movie. Let me check his other movies. Maybe there's something I'm missing. It not that the been, other movies were good, so maybe it's it, not all on him. But It could have been What's Your Number. Let's see. Could have been. Oh, it could have been a movie we haven't done yet. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh yeah, maybe a couple of a uh, couple of Marvel alum are in that movie. Yeah. Oh, and uh, could be TMNT as Casey Jones. Remember, he yeah. was the voice. So, okay. Yes, he, Casey Jones. And he's man. coming up in the Losers. Man, he, Chris Evans is. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Snowpiercer he was in that. Yeah. That was a really weird movie, but. The, mm. I see the TV show advertised a lot, and it makes me kind of want to see it, but then I remember the movie wasn't very good, so... Hey, did you know he was in the uh, music video for Tainted Love by Marilyn Manson? No. Apparently he was. Oh, um... I meant to ask you this earlier. This is the no. last show we're, we're, we're doing before Spider-Man No Way Home is released. Yes. Now, it's two... It's going to be... Months before we know who the um or what the uh, the total box office was, but uh, um does it set the record for the opening weekend num uh, box office? What's the record? I'm glad you asked. Box office opening. I'll do opening weekend record. So you didn't know? No, but I was in the middle of looking it up. I'm sure it's yeah it is it's Endgame. It was uh, three hundred and fifty-seven million, <laughs> little over that. So, 
I'm going to say no. And a big reason I'm going to say no is because of COVID. Like, even to this day. Like, that's not going to help it out. Also, this has, like, two years of build, whereas, you know, Endgame had 12 years. So, even then, I'm still going to say no. It's going to do respectable. Hell, it may even top out at, like, 200 mil this weekend. Yeah, it'll be the biggest movie since COVID, for sure. Um, Yeah. And by the way, for the record, Avatar, you are not the top movie of the box office. You don't when your run in the theater is over and you've been out and you've been on TV and you've been in video stores to rent for years, you don't get to just be like, "Oh, well we're just going to pop back up in China real quick." Okay, yeah, we got the record. Now we're going to pull out again. No, you don't get to do that. You you're not the record holder. Sorry. So, get the hell out of here, Avatar. Plus you weren't even that good. Endgame is the champion. Endgame. Jerk stores the line. Endgame. Okay. <laughs> now, as far as No Way Home, sorry, I just, I get mad when people are like, oh, it's Avatar. It's, Avatar sucks. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, it won't, it won't beat, oh, I don't, see, I don't think it'll top Endgame in box office because of COVID. Yeah. But I do, I have to wonder if it can beat it in the weekend because I think, a lot of people, in fact, I know someone who they've only rented theaters to go to movies because of COVID. But Spider-Man, they're not letting you rent theaters for that. I mean, maybe you could drop a grand and do it, but uh, but he, uh, even he is biting the bullet and risking his life to go to the movies to see Spider-Man, end, uh, not Endgame, uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So I have to think there's more than one of him. And I remember when I bought Avengers Endgame tickets was about a week and a half in advance, and it was hard to get a ticket. But I did get one to the theater. Actually, no, not to the theater I normally go to. This one, two and a half weeks in advance for No Way Home. And it was not at the theater I normally go to. So the only seats left when I was looking at two and a half weeks in the future was, like, first two rows or, like, random seats throughout the theater. So, I don't know. The pre-sale for Spider-Man does seem a bit stronger than Endgame. So, it would not shock me if it if it beat the opening weekend. Won't do the box office, because, like you said, COVID and box office is going to take several weeks, if not months, and they'll probably have to pop it back into theaters, you know? Like, because Endgame did, I think, when they're blu-ray release they're like oh by the way now we're going back into theaters real quick so i don't think it'll do that but man i could not, i would not be shocked if it did beat endgame in the opening weekend i'm gonna say no though i'm gonna say no yeah but i will say it would shock me so kind of a non-answer by me i mean here's the thing about if this if it had come out in july i would say like or like early july it's like oh maybe you know, because people were really starting to, you know, loosen up, get, you know, get relaxed, that sort of thing. Um, you know, not as fearful. And now in December, we have got the Omicron variant. This is two variants later. Omicron's and, a pussy. And what? I said Omicron's a pussy. Yeah, sure. It's a anyway, cold. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that being said, like, the entire like Chicago Bulls team just caught COVID and Giannis Antetokounmpo, like he caught COVID. Like it's, I don't know, man, weird times, weird times for sure. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I've got a lot sports. I don't know what they're going to do about that. That's ridiculous. Like, we'll see. We'll see. But Hey, they need to figure something out because you can't, you can't do this year after year after year after year. Like COVID's not going away. <laughs> I will tell you this right now, though. They cannot take away the, the fact that your 2021 World Series champions were the Atlanta Braves. That's true. But could you yeah. imagine if, like, you lost Freddie Freeman to COVID or something during the World Series? Like, Well, we lost Jorge Soler to COVID during the Divisional, and then he ended up winning the World Series Series MVP. So we kind of had yeah. something like that happen. I'm sure that'll happen to me and the Titans. but Oh, the, the Titans got to get there to worry about that, pal. Yeah. Luckily, Tannehill's already had it, so, I mean, that and Derrick Henry, if he can come I thought back. You wanted, I thought you wanted Tannehill gone. 
Eventually, yes, but I mean, he's here now, so I don't mm-hmm. want to... Look, the, the backup is some AAF dude, so I, I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> you don't want anyone from the Alliance in there? No, I think he's your dude from San Antonio, if I recall. Oh, um, give me a name, buddy. Alright, I'm looking it up. Great radio. Woodside, uh, Logan Woodside. Logan Woodside! <laughs> Yeah, San Antonio Commanders. Yeah, San Antonio Commander alum. (laughs) And look, he was good in that, but uh, I don't... He was uh, fine. Yeah, I don't don't trust him to... uh, No, you shouldn't, pal. He has seven career passing yards in the NFL. Oh, my God. And seven career rushing yards, so he's a dual threat. The check down king, Logan Logan Woodside. Yeah, he is one for three for seven yards in his career. So, Mm -hmm. no offense, Logan... I uh, I don't I don't want you starting. Even though I'm not a Tannehill guy, I mean, my God, what a drop off! <laughs> Tannehill, Tannehill, baby. At least they beat the Jaguars. That was a that was a get right game. Yeah, the Jaguars. Good win, good win for sure. Also, by the way, shout out Ryan McPoyle randomly showing up in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only missing Liam, but I guess he was just getting out of. They were getting out of the shower. Probably. Yeah. That's a uh, always sunny reference, I know. Yeah, of course, of course. There All was right. um. Yeah. I was trying to think. Um. No, there really wasn't anything else we're talking about. Just the uh, like you said, the villain from uh, Ant Man. Oh yeah, Corey Stoll. House of Cards. Yeah, Corey Stoll, Corey Stoll, whatever his last name is. Either way, same guy. All right. Well, that's push. See you next week. Yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> I wanna push you where are we? Alright. Oh wait. Oh wait, you said Rick Ross is gonna be the outro this week. Never mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's get into the plot, pal. Well ten years ago a dad and son are on the run in a hotel. I'm actually excited when we get to the end because boy do I have a we don't complain, we only offer solutions for you. Okay. <laughs> uh so he tells his son that in the future he needs to help a girl who will give him a flower, then sends his son away, like pushes him through an air vent, and then he gets killed by, uh, you know, your boy Digimon. Yes, Digimon. Who? So <laughs> then the opening credits, and uh, this is um, quite an opening credits. They basically cram like 45 minutes of movie plot into this opening credits. Yes, dude. It's like, so, way back in the time of the Nazis in World War II, the U, uh, the Nazis in the U.S. were trying to experiment on people to make super soldiers, and they were in a competition with each other, and there's a faction of the U.S. government called the Division, and the Division hunts down and captures and sometimes kills these people with powers, a.k.a. paranormals. And the paranormals, well, you see, there's all kinds of them. There's watchers. They can see in the future. There's movers. They're basically telekinetics. Pushers can impact people's memories uh, through emotions. Which, by the way, that'd be the one I'd pick. <laughs> yeah. Be like, hey, Rachel Cook, remember how you had all these strong feelings towards me? Yeah. Uh, it's Rachel Lee Cook, sir. No, not on Instagram. Oh, either way. She was great and she's all that, though. Or, um... Psych? Yeah. No, not Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Cook, Instagram. Um, just give her a look. What's her What's her Instagram? Uh, probably just Rachel Cook. How do you spell Rachel? R a c h e l. E l. Cook. Or Summer Ray, that would work too. I'm sure you know yeah. Summer Ray. I'm familiar with Summer Ray, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd be like Rachel hey. Cook. Is that it? No. Um, I don't know. Rachel Cook is just the only one. This that's just the first of many names I thought of. Whatever. Either way, we're lost in the plot here. We're lost out of the plot, rather. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. The point we, still, being, we, st- we still got more intro to go. We still got more intro. So, yeah, they implant yeah. memories into people's minds. And then there's shifters. They can change their appearance. And, and then there's a whole bunch more. And uh, also, no no paranormal has ever survived an experiment to enhance their superpowers and become a super soldier. So All right, Eddie, after this, I am going to send you a Rick and Morty clip called Two Brothers. I want you to watch it. That's the energy I got from this very erratic opening. I will watch it, but uh, yeah, it was super erratic. Like I said, they crammed so much into this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Anyway. Let's go uh, on. <laughs> yeah. So, two days from now, so keep that in mind, ten years ago, but this is two days before the present. So, oh. I guess uh, nine years and 363 days from the opening of the movie? I guess, yeah. Sounds about right. Maybe 364, 365 even because of a leap year. It could be. Yeah, there'd, there'd be a couple leap years in there. Either way. Yeah. So uh, we cut to a hospital, and the girl escapes using psychic powers. I thought that she was controlling this marble. Apparently, um, spoiler alert, there's not going to be a sequel. But uh, apparently the sequel was going to be the person who was controlling this marble. There's like a marble that... Uh, was kind of following this girl as she was escaping, and one of the doors was about to slam shut, but the marble uh, wedged in between the door and the wall, and it helped her escape. And I'll tell you who that person is later, but that was going to be the plot of the sequel, which never happened, because this movie did not make enough money. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually going to be three of them, so very uh, ambitious. <laughs> Probably should have gotten one first one down first. Yeah, I, w- I would agree, sir. So uh, she escapes using psychic powers, and the man who killed the dad, that would be Carver, um, he uh, wants her tracked down because she also stole a syringe. Don't know what's in the syringe yet. She wanted that COVID vaccine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Then we meet Nick, the kid from earlier. He's grown up. Yeah, he's grown up and not a good telekinesis. No. He is uh, trying to cheat at street craps and failing. Yes. Anyway, he lives in Hong Kong. Yeah, Ashy Larry made a made a dime off of him. <laughs> he sure did. I, I, I mean, I'm, I watched it and thought of Ashy Larry, too. Like, how could you not? <laughs> Bro, I hope Donnell Rawlings is in No Way Home. That'd be cool. Hey, he stole that guy's pizza. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it's possible because... Uh, it's a it's a multiverse. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Just just thinking. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, he's terrible at street craps. Anyway, he like I said, he lives in Hong Kong. He is visited by some agents from the division, and they creepily touch his stuff because they can see the history of an object by picking it up and like re- caressing it. And oh like, no. Like their oh, eyes go no. back in their head, like Undertaker, and it's insert like, insert sex joke here. Well, I mean, did you not think they were? <laughs> it's like you didn't have. Like I get they're using their powers, but they don't have to look that way when they do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't think I, I'm not wrong. No, you're never wrong, Ed. So, um, so yeah, they uh, they leave because they're like, "Eh, hey, where's the girl? I haven't seen her." Then they leave, and then in walks a girl. It's Cassie. (laughs) Where is she? I haven't seen her. Let's go. To be fair, I will say, even though the timing of this was bizarre, um, she's a psychic and knew exactly when they'd leave, so I'll I'll buy that. Yeah, exactly. She's like, hey, I brought you a toothbrush. Yeah. Well, because they they stole his, so she knew you needed one. Yeah. So it's very nice of her. And she also does poor drawings. Yeah, that's her power. She sees the future and draws it on a little uh, chalkboard thing. Yeah. And they're all very poor. They're very crude. They're all stick figures. Yeah. They're not great, I guess. Yeah. No, they're not Van Gogh's, that's for sure. No. Certainly are not Van Gogh. Yeah. Um, so then the... Uh, She's like, hey, I need to help you. I drew this, and it's us finding a briefcase, and there's, like, a lot of money in it. Which they don't ever revisit the money. Was I crazy? She mentioned, like, $6 million, didn't she? Uh, Yeah, she did. And then that just kind of disappeared. Yeah, there was no money in the briefcase. Where the hell did that even come from? Yeah. She's not a very good psychic. That was just Walter's dirty undies in there, man. That's true. Yeah. So Cassie wants uh, his help finding this girl who escaped a hospital. And they talk about it over lunch, and he's not interested. And then they uh, 
this is where I remembered the uh, this movie from the the trailer was this scene. They are interrupted by this gang called the Triad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and one of the there's like the lollipop girl, and uh, like her I don't know if they're her brothers or whatever. They just yell really really loud. <laughs> yeah, breaking a bunch of glass. Yeah, so that's a uh, that's not a psychic power. That's just being annoying. Yes, exactly. But anyway, I guess it's it's classified under some sort of psychic power. Um, but it's weird. Like they're yelling, and Nick and Cassie are able to run away just fine. But then when they stop running, they like crumple to the ground and clutch their ears. So I didn't understand how their power works. If you're running, does it not hurt you? I don't know. But his ears were bleeding and whatever. And then the girl everyone is looking for is uh, they cut to her, Kira. She's also in Hong Kong, so everybody's hanging out in Hong Kong. Is that a is that a joke? No, it's the plot of the movie. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were making a reference to something, and yeah, whatever. The movie's in Hong Kong, people. Yeah, I will say in doing research, it seemed like I think they filmed it um, like using. Um, like just the actors walking down the street and none of the people in Hong Kong knew who the actors were. So it was just like normal street footage, which I guess is kind of cool. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, Cassie finds Nick in the care of some woman and this woman heals Nick. That's another psychic power, I guess, like a deep tissue massage and it heals him. Hey, oh, that's what Deshaun, that's what Deshaun Watson was going for. That's how he got it. That's how he didn't have any COVID all of the his season. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, real quick break. The the Oklahoma dipshits uh, finished eight and six in the regular season, got fourth place, going to the playoffs, three wins away from a championship. Oh, that's good. It is, yeah. Of course, um, it'll be dated by the time this comes out, but either way. By the way, silly me. Yeah. It's Cook with two zeros. Oh. Yeah, she had to be clever. Let's see it. Yeah, and I would just, if I ever saw her, and actually, I've actually technically been in the same building as her once. Uh, (laughs) When I was in Las Vegas, she was at the same casino as me, but I never saw her because I'm probably not allowed in the areas she goes to. But, um, yeah, I'd be like, throw memory, like, hey, remember when you were madly in love with me? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, we forgot about that and don't have any photos together, but... Uh, is she foreign? No, from oh. Seattle. <laughs> okay. Which is America. Yeah, no, I... She looks foreign, like, she looks like she could be French, you know? She's exotic looking. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, her summer would be okay, too. I'm not picky, you know? Yeah. Um, just any... Really, any female I follow on Instagram would be okay... <laughs> Let's let's nip it in the bud there. This is coming across desperate, sir. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying what I would do with my psychic power as it relates to the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I... look, you don't think that's the coolest of all the powers, to be able to implant memories in people's heads and make them believe things? No, I want to be a screamer. Yeah. <laughs> the lamest one. <laughs> yeah, the screamer. What good is that? It's like the Hufflepuff of, yeah, of push sucks. powers. Yeah, no, I, you know, please, like, like I said, I would, uh, just any, you know, any Instagram model I follow would be, would be fine. I'm not picky, but. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, yeah. And then people be like, man, how did he outkick his coverage? It's like, well, I've got, I'm just, I've just, I'm just a great psychic. What can you I You tell say? him that's telekinesis, Kyle. No, not telekinesis. It's uh, I pushed him. <laughs> yeah, pushed him around. Mhm. So yeah, deep dish massage. I guess that'd be. <laughs> a, I guess that'd be a an this okay. Man said, this man said deep dish massage. Yeah, deep dish massage. <laughs> you fat um, bastard. <laughs> um, I I don't know. That's that's. I guess that's an okay power. But yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wouldn't be one I would pick. 
No, I'd rather go in the I'd rather go in the um, the wanted bath that like the Crisco bath and wanted. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, after that, uh, Dakota Fanning gives Nick a flower, so he's like, "Oh, that's what my dad said," and he helps her. Yeah. Except she is foreseeing their death. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the, thing. the future. The future can be changed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a Star Wars situation. Unless it's Terminator Three, when they just piss on the whole legacy of the first two movies. I've not seen Terminator Three. Which which Terminator Three are you talking about? Are you talking about Are you talking about Rise of the Machines? Or are you talking about Dark Fate? Um, the one with the I don't know uh, the female Terminator. That yeah, that's the that's Rise of the Machines. I, I say this because if you remember the last Terminator, well, I guess both of them had female Terminators. Um, yeah. Well, the last one they made the um, sequel to T two. You know. Yeah. The one that came out right after T2. Or the, well, a few the, years, the, yeah. Like 10 years. But not the 2018 one. With no, 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 no. I liked I, that one, even though it didn't get great reviews. but yeah. And it lost a lot of money. But I liked it. Um, I blame it on the fact that uh, America, People just, they were just burned out on Terminator and they got tricked too many times with these terrible Terminator movies. I blame it on the fact that people don't like seeing women in power. <laughs> Okay. Is that a joke, sir? Is that a joke to you? Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't be. It's a serious problem. It's the same yeah. reason Ocean's 8 bombed. Who did? It's the same... <laughs> Damn it. It's the same reason Ocean's 8 bombed. Oh, yeah, that's the reason. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Nothing to do with it didn't look good at all. No, no, it's women in power, people not liking it, whatever. And that's what the director said about... um. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Wonder Woman's getting like a billion, but sure, yeah. go off. Um, go off, Queen. Yeah. So yes, uh, Kira escaped from the division. I guess. Um, I missed her getting caught. Am I crazy? Yeah. But she's like with the division. I'm like, when the hell did she get caught? <laughs> I mean, I'll say I watched this on. A spectrum streaming, which I have more on that later, but did they literally cut out a scene because, like, they show her showing up in Hong Kong, and the next thing is she's, like, in the custody of these two dudes from the Division. So, what did I miss? Did uh, they just don't... forget to add the scene? Maybe so, yeah. Okay. I'm making sure this wasn't, like, a situation like, um, Colin Hancock a psycho or whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, she gets free by implementing a memory in one of the captor's heads that the other captor killed his brother, and uh, he's like, I don't have a brother, and then he puts it in his head, so he kills him. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and then uh, Agent Carver comes in and has him kill himself. End of, uh, that's the end of him. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. So, uh, they uh, they send for Hook. They get uh, They meet the psychic named Hook. And I don't know how else to describe this. Cause this is how... a... Are you making an AEW joke right now? Well, I mean, look, we our podcast is notorious for things coinciding with the weeks it comes out. And the same week that Hook came out, uh, debuted, we got a character named Hook. Do you expect me yeah. to not make the joke? I guess not, yeah. Okay. So, yes, they sent... Okay, but this is how I wrote it down, because this is how it came off to me. So, Hook, he gives them a location to a woman... Who gives them the location to where Kira is. So it's yeah. like, Hook is the middleman, and then he gives the location to some woman, who then tells him where Kira's at. It's like, why did we need... why? Who gives a shit about Hook? Like, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so Kira and Nick, they used to date, turns out. Yeah. And they find some guy named Pinky, who says... Uh, That's oh, Brian just... McPoyle. Yeah, by the way, his power is if you stand within 20 feet of me, uh, I'll shield your power. So his power is basically... Um, Invisibility? Well, no, that would be cool. He he can only just cloak other people. No, that's what I'm saying, yes, yeah. Yeah, he's a... Um, he's like uh, home base. Yeah, he's like a... He's like a... Uh, a the COVID mask, I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah, Are sure. Social distance 
champion. <laughs> yeah, the thing of it is, like, it works, but you have to you have to drink milk with him for it to work. Yes. Yes. But uh, that's his power, which is maybe lamer than screaming. Yes, maybe. But uh, so oh, also uh, Nick and Kira sleep together, and then that's Dakota, hot. Dakota Fanning flips out about it for some reason when she's yeah. drunk, and it was stupid. Yeah. Um. So Nick comes up with a plan to uh, meet with Carver because Kira needs this drug the division kept giving her, and the uh, Carver doesn't give it to Nick. Uh, they get like a, I was going to say Chinese restaurant, but they're in Hong Kong, so just a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Webb, what is your problem? Suppress what? Nothing. God, right! <laughs> so Carver doesn't give him the drug, um, and basically says that she's going to die without it, and Nick battles with Carver's assistant, but Nick gets away. Whatever. Yeah. Um, There's no stakes here. Yeah, like, Nick. Nick's... There are, but it's like things just kind of happen for a short of two hours. Yeah, Nick is somehow able to battle. And let me with tell this... you. Let me tell you about the six million dollars. It was meaningless. It really was. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Carver's assistant seemed to be a pretty good psychic. He was blocking bullets like nobody's business. Yeah. And Nick who had trouble getting dice to roll a certain way, is now able to compete with him. Now, he came up short, but it's like, come on, how? Last time we saw him, he couldn't even get a a 7 to come up. Like, at least show us the, like, you're the best around montage of him training and getting better. Do something. No, no, can't do that. Yeah. So, Nick at least proposes a plan where they can't be tracked because the psychics always can see where they're going in the future. And you know what his plan was? There is no plan. Yeah. And actually the way he did it was clever at least. So yeah. he gives everyone an envelope and then he has his memory wiped so that only the person with the envelope knows their role in the plan and they don't even know until they open the envelope. So that way the psychics can't track them. Yeah. Okay. So part one of the plan was let Kira get kidnapped. <laughs> Okay. I guess to get the drug. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, Part two is they send for Hook for a briefcase with the syringe, and he creates a fake briefcase with a fake syringe in it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's Hook's powers, making copies. Yes. (laughs) He's a 3D printer. Yes. And uh, he printed off a picture of uh, Eva Mendez's ass or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he sure did. Call back to the spirit. Oh, God, trash. So, uh, Nick goes home. You say that as though this is any better. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little better. Yeah. So, Nick goes home, and the lady who healed him from before, Teresa, I think, is there to steal the fake case. I guess she did a heel turn or something. I don't know. Um, Back at Carver's, he pushes Kira and makes her think that she was a member of the Division, and that they were partners this whole time, and that her and what? Nick never dated. Yeah, I... Uh, whatever. Eh, it's not a bad villain plan, I guess. I guess, yeah. Catsy uh, gets ambushed by the popsicle girl, lollipop girl, <laughs> whatever, Yeah. of uh, the triad group, and the memory eraser just kind of shows up and erases her memory. Uh, and that's the end of her. Yeah. By the way... Um, I mentioned this to you as I was watching the movie. One of the big problems I have with this movie is it debuts a new character like every two minutes, and they all have a new power. It's like, oh, here's Hook. He can make clones. Oh, here's the memory eraser. He does memory erasing. You know, here's the uh, the henchman, or here's the assistant for Carver. Here's Carver's two other goons who rub objects. And it's like, here's this lady who tells him we're curious. Oh, here's the healer. And it's like, God yeah. almighty, everybody's got a power. Oh, by the way, Tara from freaking uh, Sons of Anarchy was in this as well. Really? Yeah, she had a very small role in this. Who was she? Uh, let's pull it up. Well, she, you because she was talking to I believe Dakota Fanning. Well, Come here was she? Um, uh, Maggie Siff, Teresa. She was Teresa. Oh, okay, the healer. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, she gave the deep dish massage. Oh. <laughs> And, uh, anyway, so, Kira tells Nick that they, uh, sorry, let me back up a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick then finds Kira with Carver, 
and Kira tells Nick that they just met for the first time the other day, and that they never dated. And just like that, Spectrum On Demand decided that the movie was over. The end. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I could not get past it. I'm like, what's going on here? But, never fear. I found a um, sort of a version on YouTube... It was free, but it was one of those deals where it, like, skips. Like, it'll show 10 seconds of the movie, then skip 30 seconds to try to avoid copyright things or whatever. Yeah. Which it's like, what is even the point? This is unwatchable. But I figured I'm almost to the end. I'll at least get the gist. So, plus I read what happened. But, um, so Hook calls Nick and tells Carver he'll give him the stolen case of the syringe if you let them live. So they go to the top of the building that's under construction. The triads show up. They fight with the division. There's like a, the screaming dudes. Uh, Nick fights with Carver's assistant again. The screaming guy shows up. He gets killed. I don't know how. It skipped over his death, but I just saw him laying there dead. I'm like, okay, well, he's gone. And uh, Nick ends up taking the drug. And uh, Carver's like, no, it's too much. But it's the fake syringe. Yeah. And it kills him. But not really, because it's fake. And Carver's like, yeah, what a waste. And, uh, yeah. So uh, Carver and Kira leave because they think that they won. And, um, um, yeah, they get the... They, anyway, they get the real syringe and say they'll use it to... Uh, uh, sorry, Nick wakes up and uh, Cassie's like, oh, well, we'll uh, here's what we'll do. We'll... Uh, We'll get my mom free uh, from the from the division because that was a big thing earlier. Like her mom was captured by the division, and her mom was the one who controlled the marble that helped get Kira free. By the way, which is what the sequel would be that never happens. Then we cut to Kira on an airplane with Carver. She opens up a envelope, her envelope, by the way, the, of the plan with photos showing her relationship with Nick. By the way, Nick had way more foresight than the Joker did, and that was my one criticism of Batman uh, Dark Knight. But he was like, oh, of course uh, Carver's going to push her and do all this stuff. (laughs) Like, ah, you knew that, huh? So, yeah, she sees all these photos, and it's like, oh, I know this guy's lying. And then we we hear... uh, her push Carver to shoot himself in the head, which is kind of dangerous on an airplane. Plane whole plane could have gone down. It was very risky by her and stupid. But uh, it's believed that she pushed Carter to killing himself. Roll credits. What a mess. This was a mess for sure. Um, it was very erratic. Um, I I tried to make the review make sense, but I know it was off the rails. But it's like. And I was to recap it. The movie was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be gracious. I'm going to give this a two and a half out of ten. Well, we don't complain without offering solutions. That's the gimmick. Yeah. So, I'll say this. Much like last week, I like the concept. So, tons of different psychics in some kind of underground world. That can work. And I do appreciate that this is a completely original idea. This is not... This is not based off of a comic book or anything like that. Although they did make one uh, after the fact, or around the fact. But this was um, this was not how I would have done this movie at all. Uh, I would have kind of borrowed from Wanted and Matrix, and had it been like, maybe um, Nick is just a normal dude, probably not living in Hong Kong. But, uh, you know, he's always kind of maybe been lucky. He he feels like there's something different, but he doesn't know what. And then there is the division, but the division doesn't work for the government. I don't like that. I like mm. that the fact that the division could be their own group. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would I would have them, much like in Wanted, they could, uh, people could pay them, like billionaires could pay this group, the division, to... You know, have people killed, influence elections, uh, rig the Super Bowl, whatever. And, like, that could be their thing. Like, they could run the world and make millions and millions of dollars doing this. But then there's the rebel group, 
uh, with Dakota Fanning and Kira and all them, uh, they could be like, we're, we're trying to take down the division and you know, use our powers for good or whatever. And then yeah. they bring Nick into this world because it's like the division's after you because you're some great psychic, but you don't even know it yet. So kind of like how they pull, how the agents grab Neo and then, uh, you know, they made his skin cover up his mouth, which is gross, but, and then they, uh, then Morpheus got a hold of him. So something like that. And then I would just kind of proceed from there. That's how I would do the movie. Much better idea for me than whatever this producer was. But uh, I'll you give plagiarized, it a th- You plagiarized Matrix and wanted. A little bit, but... Uh, Quite a lot. Well, yeah, but think of it as a inspiration, not a uh, copyright. <laughs> not, not, not ripping off. That I mean, good. I... Look, that is I, a full-blown vanilla ice. Dun, 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 dun. That's what you just did, sir. <laughs> Listen, would you rather watch my movie or this movie? Uh, I guess your movie. Thank you. Yeah. I wouldn't make it that obvious. Look, I'm just doing this off not the top of my head. I thought about this, and yeah. I'm also not a writer. But you give me a team of writers and, you know, however long people get to write scripts. I don't know, six months, three yeah. months. I don't know. But no, I don't you know. give me that amount of time, I can come up with something good and then yeah. bounce bounce ideas off each other. I'll give it a three because uh, I like the premise, the rest, the acting, the plot, all a mess. Um, oh, hey, I got it right this time. I did predict you would give it a three, and you did. Yeah. Well, you maybe you're psychic. Maybe. I could be. But, yeah. I mean, the three is really more to do with the premise, um, which is not bad, but... Uh, there's a lot you could do, especially with the idea of implanting memories in people's heads. That's kind of cool. But, I mean, Total Recall is one of my favorite movies, and that deals with that. So, yeah, I mean, it's there's a foundation there, but boy, did they just... Oof. Oh, hey, real quick. Uh, so, I watched this on Blu-ray, and as such, this was around the time, the advent of Blu-ray, much like last week with The Spirit. And here were the trailers that I saw. I saw oh, the trailer for... Yeah. I saw the I saw the trailer for Knowing with Nicolas Cage. Oh, I saw the great trailer, movie, terrible ending. I saw the trailer for this movie called The Brothers Bloom with Adrian Brody and Mark Ruffalo pre Hulk. Sounds. Boring. I also saw the trailer for a future episode of the Hero Cast, Astro Boy. Oh, Astro yeah. Boy. Yes, Astro Boy. Um, <laughs> uh, Eddie, are we ready to get out of here? Well, as soon as we tell the people what next week is. Next week, folks, fire up HBO Max once again and turn on Watchmen, not the TV show, the 2009 movie. Yes, and a shout-out to my friend Mike, who let mm-hmm. me borrow his Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, I know he would want to do this episode. It's one of his favorite superhero movies, but, um, you know, he works in a warehouse, and it's Christmas time, so... He's busy. We're all busy, yeah. That's yeah. uh, I don't know if I mentioned it. That's why we're not doing Hawkeye. I'm way too busy to do yeah. an, an additional uh, episode yeah. this week. And, but I'm enjoying Hawkeye for what it's worth. You'll you'll have noticed this. We didn't do a Christmas movie episode, and we're just we're busy, guys. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Things, that's life. I got two days off in December, and one of them's not Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's I'm, all, I'm that's it's voluntary, but you know, yeah, comes with a Christmas bonus that I exactly would prefer to have. Yes, for sure. Uh, for sure. But yeah, Watchmen's uh, Watchmen's next week. Very yep. divisive movie. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna quote Dakota Fanning, aka Cassie Holmes, when I say, "Ha ha, you look like shit." Gross. <laughs> Pushing a lot, he pushing for hours. I waited and waited. I done ran out of patience. They hated and hated. Left them slow dancing and sitting fresh in my white tee. The swear to God, I bought my first. Broke it down and told the block apart. I push and I push. 